to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. Myself, Jake Bokovan, along with Eric Strickland. As we get through this Monday, plenty to talk about. Uh, Nebraska football actually had a practice uh, uh, today as well as uh, last week. They were kind of catching up on. Uh, so we'll, we go to Steve Sipple, the Lincoln Journal star, to catch up on that on the Lawn of Lincoln hotline here. Steve, how are you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing on the block? Oh, not too bad. I can't complain. Good, good, good. Doing good, my friend. <laughs> well, let's get to the uh, let's get to the the, the practice uh, today. Or I guess the post practice report. Uh, as you heard some, from some of the defensive coaches, anything uh, stick out to you from today's post practice? Oh yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot that sticks out, Bach. I mean, there's a lot of talk right now, and there should be a lot of talk about the defensive line. And you know, there's a lot of young guys that need to step up. I mean kind of going off that, you know, you heard oh Nordy Noeli talk last week about how the offensive line moving the line of scrimmage consistently. Now that's good news for the offense. But yeah, it kind of raises your eyebrows about the defense a little bit. Um not a lot, but enough. Enough. And 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 you have to consider that scenario in the context of he got a lot of new faces up front. Hey, guys, they lost four of their top six off d- defensive linemen from last year. Four of the top six defensive linemen are gone. Now you have a bunch of guys, Nash Hutmacher, uh, Jalen Weaver, Marquise Black, Ruquam Buckley, um, guys that are, un- lar- are just untested. So, you know, what goes through your mind? I'll tell you what goes through my mind real quick is this. Think about the West Division. Think about Minnesota, which will run the ball at you literally four, five, six straight times in a given part of a game. Wisconsin does the same thing, and they had a guy average 10 yards a carry against you. Iowa makes a living running those stretch plays. And you better have a defensive line that can hold up, or you know what, that that, that shiny offense that Nebraska's working on, that new offense, you, you won't even see it. If you, if you don't get this figured out, yeah, that's 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 what I just was talking about. Especially that we did. You got to minimize the big gashes. They they've normally given up big gashes, and it's a it's a key key thing for them to be able to do it by committee and to be able to search towards the ball and be able to make sure uh, they're disciplined in all that they do and, and just maintain good leverage up front. So yeah, I agree with you. That's the same thing. My well, my other question would be ahead. this. Um, Go ahead, Seth. Go ahead. You want to elaborate? Well, I just wanted to break into that. You're exactly right, Strick. I mean, that defense played pretty well most of the year last year, but you're right. The gas has killed I mean, even up until the – think about the Iowa game when Goodson, Tyler Goodson went 55 to set up that last touchdown. Um, the gashes were a problem, and that that's not – you know, the, the defense is moving into a realm where it's, where it's pretty good, but – you, the gas has got to stop. You're right. Yeah. So 
how, how have they been able to manage the tight end situation, being that they, they've got a lot of uh, absentees in the tight end room right now, still at injuries? How, did they just kind of spread it out a little bit, or, or how did they, they, they kind of work through that uh, deficiency? They worked through it by using some young guys. Now, you know, some scholarship guys like James Carney um, of Norris or A.J. Rollins of, of Omaha Creighton Prep. Those guys get a lot of reps, Eric. Or there's mm-hmm. a kid named Bork Kircher from Aurora um, that's getting that's getting a lot of reps, and they're actually highlighting Bork Kircher. He's a, like I say, a sophomore walk-on from Aurora. So some young guys get more reps, um, and that's, that's honestly that's the main way to do it. Um, there's no other way to do it. And those guys I talked, I just mentioned, a couple of those guys can play. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're not in. I heard another radio guy today say that the tight end position's in shambles. I wouldn't say it's in shambles. Right? Vocal, Travis Vokalek will be back ready to roll this summer. Um, you know, the Fedoni injury, we're not, even, we're not even positive what the prognosis is. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't say it's in shambles, but I would say it's a situation where there are some young guys, those guys I mentioned, Eric, that really got a step. Do you think there's a chance that we look back? Um, obviously, you know, Austin Allen broke the record at Nebraska for receiving yards. You know, the, the extra year eligibility was because of COVID and all that. So not everybody's going to take that. Um, do you think that Austin Allen, because I, when I think about guys that Nebraska missed and able to bring them back, you know, I, I kind of, first of all, you know, think about, you know, some of those guys on the defensive line, like you said, are Cam Jurgens. Do you think there's a chance that the tight end position um, is so is, is beat up enough that we kind of look over are overlooking Austin Allen's decision to move on? Oh, a little bit, Bach. I, I have a different, I have a little different outlook on those things. Austin Allen would have been in the sixth year, right? Mm-hmm. Or seven. I just, I just that's just I think it's a lot to ask a guy to stick around till he's 24 years old. I, right. I, you know, th- those guys got to go make money. Some of them have right. Someone have girlfriends that want to get married, or they already have wives. Fuck, I mean, it's hard work and not much pay. And a lot of those guys, if you've been in a football program for five years, most of the guys I know are just ready to move on. So I don't look at like I didn't look at Jurgens that way. Jurgens was in the program for four years. Move on. Don't make don't make a pile of money in his case. Um, so now I never I don't look at that with Austin Allen. The one guy I do look at a little bit and wonder is DeAndre Thomas could really help this team. And I he has that's a guy that would be I think it'd be his it might be his sixth year too, which is a lot. Um, that's one I was sort of surprised about because he's a guy that would have automatic playing time. You're right though, Bach. So would Oh, it Austin Allen, if he so chose. Is De- was DeAndre, was DeAndre at the pro day and stuff? Is he giving it a go for the pros? I don't think he was at pro day. I didn't um, think I saw him either. No, he wasn't. No, he was not, Bach. He was not at pro day. What I've heard is he's employed. Hmm. And probably back, I think, back home in Oklahoma. He's working. So that's what I mean. A lot of those guys, hey, Bach, they got to go make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, we also wanted to get to this because we didn't hear uh, your opinion. Let's see, listen to early break about it because um, it didn't happen since our last uh, talk with you last Monday. Is the the Xavier Betts situation as he uh, is no longer on the team? Sounds like they're going to have a team meeting and in, 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 or a meeting with him at some point and and maybe try to figure that out. How much of a loss would he be for Nebraska's upside at wide receiver? I think that's probably the best way of wording that question um, for what he meant to the team. Well, he's a dynamic talent, big-time talent. I I was always struck by his size and athleticism. Um, but if, if football, as Eric would tell you, is not the kind of sport that you can sort of want to play, you know, or not, if you sort of want to play it, you know, oh, it's tough yep. to do it unless you're just awesomely talented. So, yeah. and, and Xavier – without getting into it too much, if he wanted to practice today, he could have practiced. There's, there's nothing stopping him. Um, so that's what it is. It, it's a, of course it's a loss. He's a four-star player, 20 catches last year, right? I mean, 286 yards. I think he, I think he would be the most talented guy in that room if he was in it. I, of course, now I haven't seen Palmer very much except on video, but yeah, I, I'm, I think if if, it, if Trey Palmer's not the most athletic and talented receiver on the team, it would be bet. So of course that's a loss. So if 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 he did leave the team, is that is he risking his scholarship there? I'm assuming at at, at some point would be taken away because uh, you kind of it's it's kind of interesting just the way that it's it's been presented. Like you said, it maybe is does he want to play football? And it's not a it's not a transfer portal discussion. It doesn't feel like that. I, he's not in. You know, he hasn't gone into the portal. I don't. Hey, Fox. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't anticipate him going into the portal. Yeah. I, the way it's the way I understand it is this: this might be a a player who doesn't want to play football anymore. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, Bach, and I don't know how the scholarship thing works, but but I would emphasize this point: Nebraska will continue to take care of Xavier Betts. They'll do what they can for him. Um, they've done it all along, and th- that will not stop. It's not a situation where Nebraska will turn its back on Xavier Betts. I can tell you that unequivocally. Hmm. One other question for me, um, Sip, is is when let's let's go to the other side. Um, other yeah. than Casey Thompson, is there any of the other quarterbacks right now that is raising your eyebrows? And they, um, they're hearing good things about the way that the running backs are running the ball. Is there is there other than Jacquez Yant, the ones that I've really heard about? Who else is who else is raising eyebrows over there on that offensive side um, as far as quarterback and and, uh, and out of the running back room? Yeah, Anthony Grant. Hey, Eric, Anthony Grant is a guy to keep in mind. Um, he's a vicious runner. He's an attacking runner. He's the kind of he's the kind of runner that Nebraska should always have, in my opinion. Um, so I would definitely keep Anthony Grant in mind. Yeah, Yant, Yant has had a good spring. And I'd say Ramir has had a good spring. Ramir Johnson, um, fully. I mean, he's he's totally engaged, um, very interested in being a, a good player, great player. Those are the three that I that I would single out at running back, and I think they feel pretty good about those guys. Eric, quarterback. Mm. You know, the thing. It's. I think it's. You're basically looking right now at Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers. Harburg was – 
he's I think he has a bit of a his hat. He wasn't throwing on Saturday. Chubba Purdy, Chubba Purdy, Eric has not gone full go yet. Um, mm. Or if he did, it's only been a little bit. He's just been held back by what what uh, Whipple characterizes a foot issue. So um, you're looking at Thompson Smothers, and, and you know what you hope if, if you're a Nebraska fan is that Smothers to really push Thompson. I mean, really make mm-hmm. it uncomfortable for him. That's what I, I mean. I, I, if I were a coach, I'd I'd be hoping that Smothers makes life pretty uncomfortable for Thompson every day. Yeah, uh, and also, you know, like what, jumping back to one more thing that they kind of were talking about today is that tackling uh, needed to get better. Uh, I always find that a, kind of a funny conversation, especially in spring, where you can't really practice tackling all that much, and then all of a right. sudden you just kind of throw them out there, and then you kind of uh, complain about it. But I guess going to the bigger part of it is, uh, as we look at this defense moving forward, they did lose a lot of pieces. They play uh, an easier schedule this year. I think the offense is going to get a lot of the press, so it's kind of nice for days like this uh, where the defense is highlighted. Do you think that they can is, – is the expectation, do you think, for them to maintain the level of play that they played last season? Or, I mean, for me, it's just kind of hard considering the, the drop-off in talent that they have from a few of those guys um, th- that they're going to get a whole lot better than last year's defense. Well, I think if you're Eric Chenanderbach, the expectation is the defense has to keep improving. You're right, though. That defensive line discussion is real. It's 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 uh, I'd say concerning. Um, I we'll just see. I, a lot of it is just those guys. A lot of those guys I mentioned. I didn't even mention Nash Hotmacher. I don't think. But there's a lot of unknown there. Um, as far as that tackling issue goes, your instincts are correct. It's it's not a four alarm fire that they didn't didn't tackle up to Janander's wishes in that scrimmage because it is it's hard in the spring because there's not a lot of live work anymore. It's not like Eric. It's you know Eric played at a time. Eric was in school at a time when there was a lot of live tackling in the spring. A lot of it. Um, now there's not. Life's changed. Um, College football's changed. Practice, practice regulations and habits have changed. Now, on the other hand, though, Bach, you, you still have to work on it, and you can work on it without without live tackling. You can work on leverage, and you can work on body posture, and you can work on angles. So you still got it. You can't. I mean, there's a fine line you're you're kind of walking in this conversation. You can be somewhat forgiving in a scrimmage in the spring about tackling, but you don't want to go too far with that forgiveness. It's, it's too critical. It's, it's, it's too critical. And before we let you go, he is Steve Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star. I did want to get your thoughts real quick on just the, the, the weekend of basketball. Obviously, the Final Four is set up, but more specifically, I know that if you're like me, you watched a lot more Big Ten than you did the rest of, of the, the, the teams throughout the country this year. What did you make of, of the Big Ten and Purdue, uh, you know, being maybe probably the Big Ten's best chance to make a Final Four run, falling short to, to a 15th seed of all things? Uh, and just overall, I mean, three out of five first-teams All-Americans on the Big Ten – more teams than anybody um, making the tournament with nine, but yet none of them able to make the elite eight. Yeah. I mean, you, there's, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I want, I've watched more of the tournament than I've watched in years. I don't have any profound thoughts about the big 10, except for I'm immensely disappointed in Purdue. I, I just don't, 
they're a better team than St. Peter's. Um, and North Carolina took care of business. North Carolina took care of business by really walling off the middle. And why, why, so why couldn't Purdue have done that? I mean, they're, they're, they're as big and long as North Carolina. Um, I don't. So I, now here's the thing. I've listened because of strange circumstances in my life. I've listened to the St. Peter's Purdue game and didn't see it. I watched North Carolina and St. Peter's, so I saw what North Carolina did. Um, as far as the tournament goes, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I love Blue Buds. Jake, my co-host, Jake Sorensen, who's very patient with me and is a great co-host, um, knows I love Blue Bloods. So I love the Final Four. I'm all about it. I'm all about the Coach K story. He's got a great. He's got a great team that's come on strong at the at the time you're supposed to come on strong. I love that North Carolina team, which has done the same thing. I love Kansas. I think Villanova's going to be in. I think Villanova's in a little trouble because the the injury to Justin Moore, and they're so they're you know they're down to about six real players at this point that they can count on six or maybe seven. Um, so I that's the only team I rule out. The Duke North Carolina matchup will be epic. I think it will be an epic game, epic game for college basketball. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the tournament. Big Ten struggles aside. I, like for instance, the North Carolina UCLA game was just beautiful to watch. You know, there's that was beautiful basketball, much of it, much of it. So, I, I don't know. I like the Final Four. I'm, I can't wait till next Saturday. I'm going to clear the deck so I can watch those games. It's a it's a great Saturday in sports. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it either. I'm I'm like you. I love the Blue Bloods, and uh, you know, it's it's almost as if uh, what what I would choose for a perfect Final Four out of that bracket is almost come together uh, as they're all going to play together. So that that usually doesn't happen, but it'll be great for Ray. And great for the Final Four. Uh, he's Tim Sip- Steve Sybil of the Lincoln Journal Star. Steve, thanks for joining us again today. Yeah, it's great talking to you guys. We'll do it again next week. All right. Yep. Go off and have a have a good day. Uh, again, he's Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star and of Early Break. If you ever uh, are up early enough and want to listen, uh, him and Jake do a great job from six to eight. But it's time for your chance to win fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout. It's time for a shootout with Strick. Give us a call right now four zero two four six four five six eight five on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline that Stephen M. Sipple was just using. Uh, first caller will get a chance to fifteen dollars to Buffalo Wings. And rings. Uh, so you're going to want to call now to get in line. 402 464 5685. We'll be right back here on the block with Shootout with Strick.